All right, another episode of World's Worst Best Hockey Podcast, Puck Wave Podcast. No one cares about me. I got two great guests with me. We got Tom Dunford, Ben Wasserman. Tom, tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get going here. Um, Hey, guys. Yeah, my name is uh, Tom Dunford. You probably see me uh, stirring up stuff, some drama in the comments of everyone's uh, NHL pages. I would be way more prevalent if I knew how to make these like designing graphs and these charts. I do not. So I, I am kind of stuck with just causing drama in the comics with my hot takes that always seem to backfire. Well, Tom, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm Ben Wasserman, Ben the sports guy on TikTok. If you like hockey and scroll through TikTok, big time Devils fan, excited to be on the show and go back to what you said, Tom, nothing wrong with the hot takes. And if they go sour, you just got to admit it. What Tom didn't mention is that like Puck Empire follows him, which just like <laughs> that's big. That's just such an obscure thing that I found out today that I was like, all right, so he obviously knows something about something. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that man is an idol of mine for like years. Like I, I'm telling you, like three or four years now, I've like just I've had post notifications on. I'm always seeing him. My favorite thing is like at like 11 at night, he'll just post like some random picture, no captioning, just like late night empire. It'll just be like a picture of like someone getting hit. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's awesome. I do the same thing. <laughs> just I just actually put words on it like today with Aaron Rodgers, but we won't talk about that. Oh, no, no. We will talk about that first off. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Yeah, it's happening. I mean, it's it's been happening for the last few months, but I think it's going to become official soon. Trey Wingo fooled me today. I was sitting in class. The whole class was freaking out. I was freaking out. And then I started looking at Twitter a little bit, and he was the only person that said it. So I still, <laughs> you know, in my heart, he's a Jet right now, but maybe not in his heart yet. Man, I, I freaking love being a Patriots fan. Thank God we traded Jagger Smith for a seventh round pick, guys. <laughs> God, we're so we're so so Super Bowl ready. <laughs> Steven, uh, you got a good crew here. You got a New York and uh and Boston. Interesting. Yeah, I mean it worked out. I didn't want to really say too much about Aaron Rodgers because like I don't want to sway him one way or another, but like he's kind of had me by, you know, pins and needles basically since I don't know, this whole thing started. But you know, thankfully that we got a few months for the Jets, you know. Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up, last 20 or so games coming up. So, Tom, where do you want to get us started on the pod today? I mean, you brought up the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I mean, what better way to start off than looking at this wild card race, baby, because it's coming close. It's coming down to the wire. I mean, the teams who are in, the teams who are out, there's about a good seven or eight teams for each division that can make it. So I think we should break that down. I mean, starting in the Eastern Conference, we have Pittsburgh in the seventh in the first wild card seed. The Islanders maintain in the second. Then you got Florida, Washington, Ottawa, and Buffalo on the outside looking in. But not by much. Not by much. I mean, it's only an eight-point difference for Pittsburgh. It's only it's only a three-point difference for the Islanders. And with so little time remaining, I think it's prevalent that each win matters 100 each win matters every single game in the nhl the league has so much parity especially this season in the eastern conference 
I do think there's going to be five metropolitan teams that make the playoffs. I wanted the Buffalo Sabres, like back to the All-Star break. I was like, yeah, I want Buffalo. I think they can make it. Then they fell off. The goaltending and defense, same issue as last year, is totally not there. And the offense hasn't been as good as they were before the All-Star break. The Islanders, I'm going to be honest here. You talk about hot takes. When Matt Barzell went down, I said the Islanders are done. Somehow they're doing better without Matt Barzell. I do think the playoffs will be how it is right now. Maybe the Islanders can get the first wild card instead of the second. Florida, they're not too good. Washington's not too good. Ottawa. But it's still going to be a great race because these teams, only three points of separation. Where was this Ottawa team like the entire season? I understand they just got Jacob Chikrin, and now he's telling everybody how he's on this like liver king diet and he's a weirdo and all that. (laughs) But it's like if they would have played like this the first half of the year before the All-Star break, they wouldn't be hunting down this wild card two spot and they may not even make it. It might be too little too late. So, you know, everybody's saying that because, you know, we have to already look ahead to next year. Everybody's going, okay, Ottawa's going to make it next year. And then who's going to be one of those teams out from this year? It's like, guys, Ottawa's probably not even going to make it this year. Let's not worry about next year yet. I do think the eight teams that are in now are going to be the eight teams that stay in. And whoever has to play one of those two wildcard teams, you know, it's, I made a joke about it, like uh, Islanders, Penguins being a battle of just two mid teams the other day. But you don't really want to play either of those teams as a seven, eight seed, potentially seven times, and then have to keep playing in these playoffs. No, the Eastern Conference is brutal. And the Islanders and Penguins, what do they have in common? They've both been in it, been in it before. If the Devils have to face either the Islanders or the Penguins, it's not going to be easy. Even though they're not as strong this year, they still have that experience for sure. And, and talking about Ottawa, they need better goaltending. That, that's what it all comes down to in my mind. They have the talent, Stutzel, Giroux, Kachuk, DeBrincat, they just need the goaltending. I'm going to swim back to Buffalo, man, because I am so heartbroken over that team. Same. I love them. I I think they're a ton of fun to watch. They just let in six goals a game. I was so adamant with Buffalo making it. I was like, yo, dude, like Boston. I'm a Boston Bruins fan, and when I tell you that's the team I want to play, because I feel – I'm going to come out. I don't feel safe playing the Islanders. Oh, you're the one seed. No, Doric, you're, they're the eighth seed. They they got injuries. The Islanders killed us the last time we played them. And Tom, care. you know who they have? Ilya Sorokin, one of the best goalies in the league, who nobody talks. Well, people do talk about him, but you know what I mean. He's right there with Vasilevsky and Igor. Igor is having a down year, but still, he's a in my mind top three goalie in the NHL. Yeah, we have we have Omark. So you do, you do, but Sorokin can steal the can steal around. The Islanders, it's not that they scare me. It's just like they'll just grit out six games and beat you somehow. That's not going to be, you know, super analytical, super statistical. They'll just find a way to do it. I don't know how. Lane Lambert legitimately terrifies me. Like that is a scary man behind the bench. And I would not want to mess up if I was playing under him. So, you know, if you're Boston – you kind of have it easy the last stretch. You got a lot of older players. The Islanders every night can just skate up and down the ice and just kind of beat you around. And, you know, maybe they'll put a couple in and Sororkin is that enormous X factor. We saw what that did for the Rangers last year with Sisterkin. So maybe, you know, up there in Long Island, they could have a little bit of that magic. Yeah. And I think it gives a big advantage 
to the team like the Islanders or a team like Pittsburgh when they actually have to win these last games going down the season compared to maybe the Hurricanes, Devils, or the Bruins who basically already clinched a playoff spot for the Bruins. They actually did somehow. They only played like, what, 60, 65 games. They clinched the playoffs. That's crazy. So they really don't have to try. And you get these teams who are gritting it out every night. That's a big advantage because you're basically playing playoff hockey in March. With that said, however, I really do believe that, like, Boston, if you look at their schedule coming up, like, it's game game rest for the rest of the season, like, the re- like the next, like, 20 games. I fully believe we see Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, all of those play about, like, 12 or 13 of those games. I think that's a major advantage for the Bruins, the fact that, you, you don't have to go out and throw your players out on the ice one night. Give them one day's rest. They have to do it all again and expect them to be performing at 100% just for the playoffs. You can rest these guys, take a few losses, and then say, we're just going to regroup and we'll be fine for the playoffs. I think, yeah, being able to play with that fire under you is going to be an advantage. But when you're getting stable rest and security, especially for those old guys like Bergeron and Krejci, it goes a long way in the playoffs. It goes a long way. 100%. Jim Montgomery knows what he's doing. He's pushed all the right buttons. And they could also play Swayman a lot because he's one of the best backups. Swayman could be a starter on like 27 of these teams. I'm very adamant on that. Yeah, no doubt. And if we're going to talk about teams that have been there, done that in the playoffs, the team that's right above the New York Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're, if they get in, they'll just will away, like I said, like the Islanders, but they'll play you a very different way than New York would, and they'll just rid it out. They almost did it last year against the Rangers, but, you know, the Louis Domingue situation and then Tristan Jari coming back, Casey to Smith. So, you know, they kind of got the short end of the stick there. But Pittsburgh, if they find their groove, it's a legitimate – I picked them to win the Stanley Cup before the year. All the same team is there. So, you know, if they if you get them first round, you're you're legitimately scared. Mm, I don't know. They haven't made it past the, the first round in a few years now. Yeah, at but least that's two, they've maybe never even been three. like this down and out. Everybody's written them off already. Yeah, but I think I think there's a lot of teams who can beat them, but you got a great point there. They still got Crosby. They still got Malkin. If they could stay healthy, if Jari can be good enough, then they can get past the first round. But I don't know. I'm not as scared as them. I'd be more scared of the Islanders because of Sorokin. Yeah, as as a Bruins fan, I'm really hoping the Islanders fall out or they overtake Pittsburgh because I would much rather play the Penguins than play the Islanders. The Islanders is worst-case scenario. And Barzell might come back. The, the report was out indefinitely, but give him some needles. He might be back in April. Man, we, we I don't know what the injury is. The, the, the Bruins had number 14, uh, number 13, 14, and 15 in the draft. And uh, Barzell went, to, went number 16 in the 2015 draft. I wonder who we took with those picks. <laughs> someone must, someone better than Barzell must, right? Rightfully so, right? I think the Devils were like right after that at like 17. Dude. No, actually, they got Pavel Zaka at six, and now he's on the bees. Speaking of Zaka, thank you for him. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I don't want to say thank you for Eric Holler, but Holler's a solid third-line player with Andre Pollat, so he's been okay. Yeah, I mean, Holler, 
Then Zaka would. I'm so happy we got Zaka because I was basically dogging on the guy throughout the whole offseason. But he, he he needed to change the scenery. Now he's playing the way everyone thought he would play, which I'm proud of. I'm really happy he's doing that. It's a rare win-win for both sides. Yeah, it's one of those things that nobody really wins because, like, the Devils weren't going to pay Zaka $4 million. They wouldn't have had the money after the season. And the Devils needed a holotype player. So, yeah, you know, Zaka's actually producing for once and, you know, not missing the net every single time. But, uh, you know, both teams definitely came out, I'd say, satisfied. Oh, 100%. Yep. Taking it over to the Western Conference now. The Eastern Conference is a matchup of who's the best team. The The Western <laughs> Conference is just who sucks less, basically. We got, and it's been like that the whole year. We got Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Vegas, LA, Seattle. And you're thinking, oh, this must be a substantial stretch between the wild card. No, Edmonton and Colorado are right on the tails of all of those teams. The highest point, the highest point, uh, team is Vegas with 88 points. The lowest team in the wild card is 78 points for Colorado. I mean, this is just a battle that I said come down to the wire. Who's in, who's out? Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, the abs are healthy now. The biggest reason why they're even in the wild card at this moment is because they didn't have season. They're playing really good hockey, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 games. Edmonton is playing really good hockey. I don't trust Edmonton's defense and goaltending, even though they tried to improve it in the offseason, but they score five goals a game, basically. Nashville, the offense is so anemic this season. Calgary is still there. I really thought Calgary was going to have a better season. I think, I don't know, it's really hard to tell. I could see Seattle falling out of the playoffs, maybe Calgary sneaking in. I have no idea what's going to happen, but... I, I mean, I do like the Avalanche because they're playing really well right now and they're healthy. Seattle reminds me a lot of the Islanders. Watching their play style, they, they remind me a lot. I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel like everyone has two teams. They're my second team. Yes, I am kind of a bag wagging. Uh, they're a fun bunch. Yeah, they're Everly, dude. Everly and McCann. McCann's been playing outstanding. Yeah. I mean, they scored that. They're, they're not playing too well right now as we're recording this two-game losing streak, but the fact that they're even in a playoff spot in their second season when nobody thought they were going to be there, it's it's a great job to everybody involved on, in that organization. McCann's averaging like two goals a game. Toronto, you must be so happy you left him unprotected for Kerfoot. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. 33 goals. Wow. I didn't even realize that. He's been he's been playing outstanding. He that that he's been playing for. He, it, I think it's his first thirty goal season. He's been. I don't even know what happened, but he's playing outstanding. Everly looks great. Yanni Gord's playing like Yanni Gord. I mean, the whole team. The the scary thing is they can run four lines. It's like the Islanders. There's no, no. Top, like obviously the Islanders have someone like Horvat. They have someone like Barzol. They have like they have like Anders Lee, I guess, but they don't have like. Like, they don't have a David Pasternak or a Connor McDavid or someone like that. But you don't need someone like that in this case. When you're running four straight gritty lines of hockey, there's a reason why they're winning these games. There's a reason why they're able to come back. They're able to, like, basically belittle their opponents to the point where they have all the fire under them at the end of the game. And they have the best fourth line in hockey. 
Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and Casey, no, Casey Zizekas, I believe. One of the best fourth lines in hockey. They dominate each and every postseason. And going back to the Kraken, they're only getting better because that kid, Matty Beneers, when he starts growing up a little bit, just like Jack Hughes now, he's going to be a stud. He He's already a stud. Yeah. I think the major flaw, I feel like if the major X factor in the playoffs is goaltending and look me in the eyes and tell me you take Philip Grubauer or Martin Jones <laughs> in a seven-game series against, like, I guess, like, I mean, Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger can steer a series. Yeah. I like the abs. I don't fully trust Georgiev. He's had a great season, but you got to lean to either, if you're talking about goaltending, the Jets, the Stars, and maybe the Golden Knights if Thompson comes back, although Aiden Hill has been really good. Why not Minnesota? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on Minnesota. I know Flurry is there, and he's got a two point seven. Well, actually, Gustafson. Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sold on Gustafson, but he's been doing it the whole season. Gustafson has played amazing, dude. I I I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota, and Winnipeg are two like sneaky teams. Where like they're under the radar. Yeah. They're they if if there's two teams that I say they're completely under the radar, like I I don't have them winning the Stanley Cup or anything like that, but. Don't don't be surprised if you see them making a deep run, especially the Jets. Especially the Jets. The Jets are the easiest first round exit of any team left. They are legitimately the only team I could see getting swept. The Jets? Yeah, they're not. I don't know. They're not good. Their home record is really good. Connor Hellebuck is really good. But, yeah, I mean, I'd probably take Minnesota over the Jets, but I, I do like Dallas. I know that's kind of a square pick here, but. Jake Ottinger, what he did last year against Calgary in round one was disgusting. Dallas, Dallas has not looked that good. I believe they're like 12, 10, and 2. Yeah, it's also a Pete DeBoer team. Pete DeBoer's teams, they I mean, sometimes they have playoff success, but most of the time they they do not. Yeah, but if a Pete DeBoer team's gonna do well in the playoffs, it'll be like this stars team, and then they'll just flail out the first round for the next <laughs> four years until they get rid of them. Yep, that's what happened on the Devils. They went to a cup and then they got rid of them. That's what happened in Las Vegas. Yeah. Actually, Las Vegas, that was they were still really good, but that was like a lot the first yeah. year. And then but still did really well for them for a really long time. And then, you know, eventually I lost will, them. I will say one thing that's gonna hurt you guys and me. The Stanley Cup winner will not be from the Eastern Conference. Ooh, why do you think that? You think it's too much of a gauntlet in the East? The reason why is because every single team is going to be beating each other up so hard that I believe my Stanley Cup winner, for now, for now, obviously things have changed, that the Edmonton Oilers are just going to have to roll in and they're just going to have to play a team like a B-Little Boston or New York. And, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy ride, but if half your players are dealing with these hardcore injuries, why not? Why? Why not? I mean, I think I think if there's a team who wins the cup this year from the West, my my pick is the Edmonton Oilers. And if if there's a reason why, it's because the East is just so hard that they're going to get these easy opponents, and they're probably going to be able to win the whole thing because of it. Tom, I hear you with the competition, but there is no way you could tell me that Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell is going to win a Stanley Cup. Like, I get it. McDavid is probably might end with like 150 points this year. Dry settle. Their offense is nuts. But there's no way Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell is going to win a cup. 
you could have said the same thing about Mike Smith. And until they play uh, Colorado, they dogged on both teams they played. They played Colorado, yeah. and they realized they needed defense. What did they do? They went out and got one of the most underrated defensemen in Matthias Ekholm. In the yeah. Team. I mean, their power play is historic. Their offense is – I know you can't you – know what? I'm not going to say it's just McDavid. Why? Because they beat the Bruins 3-2, and McDavid didn't score a single point. I that was an incredible win. The The reason why they won was because their, their third and fourth line decided to show up and play how they're, how they're meant to play. And I think if they can find that fire again, expect Edmonton to make a deep run again. Expect it to end in a different, different climax than last time. Well, listen, I'd love to see McDavid win a cup. I'm not sure it's going to be this season, but I would love to see it. I think the two scariest teams, I'm not scared of Colorado. Gorgiev, I just don't trust him. <laughs> two scariest teams out of the West are Vegas and Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I like Dallas, but Vegas and Edmonton are good. Vegas, the thing is, it's just like, I know Bruce Cassidy. I know Bruce Cassidy <laughs> so much. I love that man. So... As much as I would hate to see Vegas win, I wouldn't mind seeing Cassidy getting a little revenge on the Bruins. We did him dirty. I can well, And Cassidy went into TD Garden last year in 2022 and beat him. I think that was their first regulation loss at home. Or maybe first loss overall. It was our first loss. We didn't yeah. lose the regulation, though. It took us, like, till January to lose the regulation at home, which is just <laughs> absurd. Well, you guys want to hear my Stanley Cup pick? If it's, I'm going to be unbiased here. It's not the Devils, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're going to be able to get past the first round. They're playing Tampa. Tampa is not the same. I know I'm saying that now, and they've never really that good in the in the regular season. I don't think Tampa is truly the same. If they can get past Tampa, I think they're going to win the cup. They're so good. I don't see it. You don't like the goaltending, right? I mean, listen, Samsonov ain't great. But I think what one of these years they're going to get past the first round and they're actually going to win the cup. I might sound crazy. It's like Gonzaga in college basketball every year. I, I, I remember saying they're one series away from winning the Stanley Cup. Yep. But with that... They got to get past Tampa. It's not just Tampa. I mean, I mean, every year I feel like they always get these like substantial injuries and in like just the first round alone half the time jake buzzing half the time jake buzzing goes down early john Tavares was goes down early they morgan riley went down early they've never been able to stay healthy in the first round alone what makes you think that they're gonna get out of the first round then just be able to ride with this core to the end like to the end of the cup like without getting injuries let's not forget they're kind of a star-studded team they are, and that's not always that good in this league. It's good. It works in the NBA. It doesn't always work in the NHL. Being a star-studded team has its upside with Edmonton. When your stars don't produce because you play teams like Tampa and Boston who will shut down your stars, do you really trust Alex Turfoot to make the game-winning shot? Probably not. I mean, looking at it like from depth chart, because I'm taking Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. Yeah. Unbiasedly speaking, well, kind of biasedly, I just don't see Boston losing in round one. I don't either. 
So Boston will have to play one at Tampa or Toronto. Looking at Toronto's depth chart, looking at Boston's depth chart, first line goes to t- Toronto, sure. Second, third, fourth line, I'm giving it to Boston. Well, and you could also give the historic edge to Boston. Listen, I know I, I said it. It's kind of a crazy man's take, but I don't know. You, you I think the right? Devils, my squad, the Devils have a good chance. They had a nice win on Sunday against the Hurricanes, but I'm not sure they're quite there yet. I know you could say the same thing about the Maple Leafs. I don't know. That's just that's my that's my take. You want to hear my hot take thing? What is it? You're not gonna like it. Devils get bounced one, round one. They could win 20 games in a row. I'm never gonna be sold on that team. That's when fair. It, I mean, they're still young. When, when it comes down to it, young. When it comes down to it, like I said, goaltending is the X factor. You're I trust Bichek, but he hasn't been great. You're, you're looking at a you're looking at a goaltender battle right now, at least between Vigek Vanacek and Igor Shosturkin. Regardless of how bad or how poor Igor Shosturkin has played, he's still Shosturkin. Do you think? Let, let's take it back to that. Uh, Cal, let's let's do two games for Boston regular season. Game game one was Calgary where we had like like fifty seven shots. Game two yeah. was in Arizona where we got like forty eight shots. Two goalies, one on either side. Linus Omar stole the show for Boston, where we won four three, where we really shouldn't have. And back in October, this was how I got introduced to him. Back in October, Boston went to Arizona, and they had 48 shots on that. And they lost. I remember that game. The Mo Arena was packed. They lost four to three because of Karel Vamelka. Yeah, and Vamelka is, is really solid. If he was on a good team, he'd he'd probably be like a top 15 goal. I mean, he might be a top 15 goalie right now, but he's really solid. Yeah, VTech. Listen, I hear you, but. Devils got those youth legs. They can score, and their defensive core. They're going to get Luke Hughes in the league just a few weeks. You know that's my bias take. That's my. Those are my boys. I mean, hey, I don't want to offend you. I just don't think. I just trust New York's coaching. Yeah, they got all the. They got the edges. Experience. I trust New York's goaltending, and I will even go as far as saying maybe their defense. I love New Jersey. I think they're playing outstanding, and I don't want to be biased, but they could win. They could go on an undefeated run. They still don't have this old. They're still getting bounced round one. Well, Tom, I'm going to clip that, and I'm going to show it to you after round one when they sweep the Rangers. Better clip that one as well, then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it says we got less than a minute here on Zoom. I would love to have you guys just talk about, you know, our respective teams for however long we could. Uh, Ben, just let everybody know where they can find you if they ever, you know, want to talk some puck with you. Yeah. So first off, thank you for having me on here. Twitter at Ben Wasserman for Wasserman, W-A-S-S-E-R-M-A-N. And then on TikTok at Ben the sports guy and then if you go on those you could find my link tree for instagram and whatnot so if you guys want to talk hockey football baseball whatever or if you want to chirp my teams i don't really care make sure to go reach out to me on those platforms tom real quick where can the people get to you uh yeah once again thank you for having me as well it was a really fun time i appreciate it my twitter is uh tom dunford 19 you can find me there I'm more of a lacrosse guy, personally. I more break down film for them, but 